0: Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve and Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whipfield.
1: Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome to another episode of Bold Sports. We're at episode 32, Matt. How was your sports week? I, I don't even remember. It's yeah. been one it's been a crazy week for for uh, everybody. Yeah, I'm just so Ooh. stressed out about everything. Um yeah. Work, yay. Works uh works been nuts. Uh we get it. Uh, crazy crazy week. Uh the Riverhounds though did have a 2-2 draw versus Cincinnati uh last Saturday. Uh they have Atlanta. Um UTD. What's the UTD Atlanta United, it's so stupid. Atlanta
0: United? Atlanta United. Like, you know, usually you call a team United because, like, like in the old days when you'd have, like, clubs and then they would merge because they didn't have enough members to, like, exist on their own. So they'd become, like, united. You know, it'd be, like, this club from over here and this club from over here, and they'd be, like, merged together. So that dates back to European. Right. And so Atlanta, having no, like, MLS team ever... They get an MLS team and they name it Atlanta United, which is like United with what? Yeah, like,
1: they're, but they're not MLS. They're in the they're right. In the this US. is the so. reserve.
0: This is the reserve team because it says Atlanta
1: United Two. Yeah, yeah, that's a mouthful. Okay. Um, I I,
0: I saw somebody asked uh, Matt Geitka on Twitter like what he was going to call them on the on the broadcast. Because that's a mouthful, Atlanta United 2. Is Geica, is he broadcasting? He does, he does some play-by-play for, for these uh, USL games. So, yeah, like, he's probably just going to call them Atlanta. And that's what I'm going to call them. They're just Atlanta this week. So this is their first season in the USL. Um, I watched the Atlanta game the other night uh, they, on Tuesday. They, they got played. their
1: first loss against Charleston?
0: Yeah, I watched a little bit of that. Um, that was on Tuesday night, I think. Right. And I I did watch a little bit of it. Um, I mean, like, it was a fast game. Um, I also watched the Riverhounds on Saturday. And it looks like two teams would like to attack. Um, Should be a fun watch. The the Riverhounds are still undefeated with that 2-2 draw. Yeah, it sucked to to give up goals, but that's pretty impressive to go, like, four, almost five games without conceding. Well,
1: Atlanta had... Oh, their first win, and then they went with three draws. And then they took their first loss to Charleston uh, last week. Actually, it was earlier this week. They're on a short week, apparently. Their mm-hmm. game, their loss against Charleston was Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so they're on a short week coming to Pittsburgh at Highmark Stadium this Saturday. I believe the game's at, like, 2 o'clock or something like that. No, it's a night game. Oh, it is a night yeah, game? Yeah, it's a 7 o'clock. It's
0: another night game? It's going to be on TV. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I don't know if it's gonna be on the CW, but it's gonna be on ESPN streaming. Um, which was what they said about last week and when I when I went to this to the ESPN app, it wasn't available for me right away, so I went and checked on CW and it was on there anyway. So right check on. your check your CW at seven o'clock on Saturday if you if you don't have the ESPN like app or the streaming package or anything. Yeah, other. that whole
1: app's new and, you, all and so forth. You,
0: for five bucks you can watch the game. Uh-huh. Uh, for a thirty day free trial you don't have to pay anything. I'm going to keep it like I've I've been using a lot of it like between MLS games like the random like extra baseball game um, you know MLS USL and uh, every 30 for 30 like you know how like on your cable on demand like you can watch a few 30 for 30s available unless you have Netflix. You have Netflix, but even Netflix, there's like holes, you know, with some of the more recent stuff. But like this, like I'm, I'm finding, like all the like last season of 30 for 30. And they 30. also
1: do the 30 for 30 shorts, mm-hmm. which is nice too. Yeah.
0: So I, I've been using I've been using the the new ES, ESPN app a lot, and I'm not I'm not being paid to shill for it, but I mean, if you like sports enough to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> then you probably also like sports enough to like spring for like a five dollar like upgrade to your cable package um so you know something to consider um but yeah like I'm pretty excited about this game on Saturday. Um, I think Riverhounds are better than Atlanta but I mean Atlanta in the MLS is like a sensation like they're amazing for an expansion team like they've the, the attendance that they pull, they're selling out the Georgia Dome. Like, albeit they do, like, tarp off some of the upper deck, but still, like, 40,000 people, like, you
1: know, regular. And that's and like for
0: big games, like, I think they had, like, a 60,000, 70,000 house for their home opener And that's
1: like, this year. And that's, like, uh, Cincinnati's team that's bidding for an MLS yeah. move up. They're, they're playing yeah. in Louisville Stadium while they're getting their own stadium. No,
0: Cincinnati's playing in the Bearcat Stadium. Yeah, the
1: Bear, Bearcat Stadium, sorry. But that's...
0: Uh, they announced the attendance on Saturday, and it was like right around 25,000. And that's two home games where they pulled in about that. So that's 50,000, they were saying, for two home games. And I was thinking at the time that that's probably more than the Pirates have drawn this year. And it's certainly probably more than the Reds have drawn this year. Oh, uh, yeah. The, I, so, well,
1: you you had the the, the fun chance to... Cover the Pirates game. Now, I know you have the, the MLB app and so forth. Yeah, Where's but your, there's a regional did, blackout. And you, uh, of course. So I, don't, I don't actually get to see the so, game. And you couldn't put Root Sports on in your office? No, because
0: I'm not getting a damn cable box upstairs. Uh, we discussed that. Like, a, I there's, know. There's a whole index. There's a whole index. Go go to, like, Sorgatron website. There's, like, a whole index of times where I reference my desire to not have a second cable box. <laughs> it's, it's based on economics, but it's also based on, like, just... Lack of electrical outlets. Like I'd have to hire an electrician.
1: Who is your cable provider?
0: Verizon. Uh, it's FiOS. Uh, okay. It's the best. I love it. I don't. I don't. I think it's
1: it, it's it's mediocre. There's some,
0: the, the the situation with streaming local sporting events. Kind of. Blows. Well,
1: I'm on my cycle of my cable providers mm-hmm. right now. I'm on my Comcast cycle. It seems every three years I switch cable providers because that's whenever after the year your things up, then they can get you another deal and you get mm-hmm. money. And then in the third year. It's like, oh, well, you've already been a a subscriber. There's no more deals for you. So you deal with that third year that you're in. And then after that, you switch out. And then you go back to DirecTV. Then you go back to Ver- do the three year thing with them. Then you go back to Verizon. Then you go back to Comcast. Yeah. It's a revolving cycle. I just waited on a bunch of Comcast people the there. They said, May 9th, come see them. May 9th, they got new packages out that I can get into. and Yeah. So I'll see about May 9th what happens with my stuff here. Uh-huh. Um, also uh, I did see the tickets for is Dort, Dortmund right Dortmund, Dortmund yeah Dortmund is coming against Benfica um, tickets for Heinz Field July 25th those tickets are on sale now I believe I should I should get on that I, I believe those tickets are on sale now so if you're really into soccer and seeing some premier teams and that's the Champions Cup mm. right
0: yeah International
1: Champions Cup
0: and which is kind of a made-up title like it's you know you, you're not you're not gonna like be in some, like, like, cafe in Italy someday and, like, find some, like, 98-year-old man who wants to talk about, like, the great international championship cups of the 50s and 60s. Um, you know, it's a relatively new thing. Like, it started as just a bunch of exhibition games in the States. Uh, the people who organized it decided that it would be more interesting if they could put some sort of, like, actual element of real competition to it. Um, and honestly, this year with the World Cup, like I, I don't expect a lot of players who are involved in the World Cup to be joining their club teams to come play like in the, in the great college football stadiums of the United States. Right but on. that does not exclude American players like Christian Pulisic, who plays for Dortmund, because as we all know, the United States is not in the World Cup, which is coming up this summer.
1: Correct. So, so we'll have that going on. Uh, last week, uh, last weekend's uh, PGA Tournament, Andrew Landry uh, won with a minus 17 at the Valero Texas Open in San Antonio. Um, this uh, this week, the tour stops at TPC at Louisiana. Um, bunch of guys in the field, all the names you expect to see, you don't see a lot of the huge names, because the tournament afterwards is the one that you're going to want to watch as a preliminary tournament. The tournament afterwards is the Wells Fargo Championship, and this is at Quail Hollow Golf Club. Um, This is the warm-up for the guys to get into the PGA, uh, or sorry, the Players Championship, Mm. which this year is actually going to be held at Sawgrass. So we all know whenever... Do they not always have the... TPC and Sawgrass? I mean, it's a TPC course. It's a TPC course, but the players... Okay, the TPC, how it works out. It's a TPC course. The Players' Championship is only held at a TPC course. And there's several. And and it's several. There's one, you mentioned Louisiana. Like, this week they're playing at TPC Louisiana. There's one in Arizona. There's Arizona, where the Waste Management Tour is played. That's like uh, the stadium style. That's the stadium course. Uh, the, uh, they are, uh, there's the one in, um, Michigan that they played at a couple years ago, which is a Lynx course and so forth. So there's several TPC courses around the country and the players championship which is what the TPC stands for, rotates between those courses. Okay. Um, now since it's actually being played at Sawgrass this year it's more meaningful but the sawgrass course itself which is usually played at the end of the florida swing Mm -hmm. whenever they come back east and they play from south florida on up and they usually end up hitting sawgrass is usually like a a warm-up to the masters like Mm -hmm. two weeks before the masters um it's kind of known as like the fifth major, right? Yeah, um, this one with the seventeenth green. Yeah, the, the island island. island 17th not literally green. an
0: island. I mean, there's a little like there's a walkway. There's a walkway walk with, to walk on, but it's an island green. I mean, it, it, it'd be impractical to have like little boats like ferrying the golfers to their green. And, you know? Yeah, that especially the way some the way I would play that course, you you you'd rack up a pretty hefty ferry fee real fast. Because you, you wouldn't even be landing at the main dock. You'd be going like from one side to the other. <laughs> like where's like Captain, take me to the nearest drop zone. <laughs>
1: Captain, I need to go to the other drop zone. <laughs> Captain, back to the team. Captain, why are you laughing? <laughs> Captain, you can't even yes. hit a, you
0: can't even swing a club with that peg leg, Captain. <laughs> right. Give
1: me a break. But so the tournament that's a Quail Hollow golf club, which has also held uh I believe Quail Hollow held a US Open Um they um that's the Wells Fargo Championship. This is the that's the tournament next week, which falls Derby Week. Mm. Uh falls whenever we go podcast with Lori John. Okay. Uh down in Cannonsburg at the uh billiards, at Mm -hmm. Westbed Billiards. Um we're uh that's the tournament that we're where Tiger's gonna be in and Mickelson and all the big names are gonna be in. Um you still have some of the big names in this tournament because they're golfers. That's what they do. I mean, they golf. They they It's their job. Yeah. Um, but, like, Tiger won't play in this one. Um, I don't know if – I think Mickelson is, but I didn't see Spieth's name in there. Uh, and so forth. So, uh, gearing up for the second major of the year, which is the Players' Championship at Sawgrass, uh, which is in Jacksonville, Florida. For those of you that don't know, uh, which is also where the um, PGA Hall of Fame is.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So that's also kind of makes that course a little special as well. Besides the island green and the 18th hole, which goes also up water, which is a ridiculous mm-hmm. that whole course is ridiculous. Now um, I had a Genesis game that was like the PGA <laughs> Tour.
0: No, but it was it was like it, it had like four courses you could play, and they were all TPC courses. Yeah, and it was like Sawgrass, Phoenix, Phoenix. Avenel. Avenel, and like yeah. I forget what the fourth one was, and I think the reason why is because it wasn't as much fun, or maybe I think it, was it was whistling Straits. That was definitely not it. No, on a, on a video game in like the early to mid nineties, I don't, yeah. think, I don't think I ever heard that name. But like the Sawgrass course was fun to to play, you know, and like I got really good at the video game, and you know, it's like Genesis, so. You know how you you know how in like the NHL game they had like the move oh the you, trick you just couldn't you couldn't not score mm-hmm. if you knew how to do this trick on a breakaway. Um, well, there were like certain ways to just like you know you could just master your tee shot basically, and I I did get a couple holes in one on the island green, which is a really good feeling when you know even at like the age of fourteen that you're never gonna get a hole in one anywhere, <laughs> let alone. In another state, (laughs) let alone
1: on a green that's an island. I have one. You have a hole in one. One, man. Well, what's funny is I was just watching Tiger Woods open up a new course, and I was watching the video for that. You might have seen it floating around Facebook and Twitter, and um, he was teeing off and debuting a new course and doing different shots and so forth. And a bunch of kids around, and they were, and they says, "Can you?" he says, what shot do you want me to do next? He said, a hole-in-one. He goes, well, let's see. He says, I've had 26 hole-in-ones. Uh, my last one was 1999. <laughs> 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 now, I don't know if that was competition or if that's, like, all time. Um, it should just be all time. I mean, you know, I, I, I believe he said it was in the 90s. But, I mean, you know what? I, I mean, uh, my uncle has four. Which is ridiculous. I, I think the I think the stupid stat is you'll have, um, you you will have uh, um, some over a million. I forget how many, but it's over a million, um, chances at a hole in one before you actually get one. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I keep in mind. I mean, there's what on an eighteen hole course, there's five par threes, maybe. Yeah. I mean, a lot of so, it depends on the golfer. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, a- like if if you suck at you know, accurate, like, iron shots off of tees, then you're probably not going to get a hole in one. I've come close a lot. Mm-hmm. And when I mean close, within a foot. I've ne- I've never even come close. I mean... When I, when I was first getting into golf, I, I played a... I played a par three course at, like, a vacation resort in Ohio where I went with my family. And I remember my brother on, like, the second or third hole hit his tee shot to within, like, six inches of the cup. And thinking, like, oh, okay, so, like, you know, you'll be soon after. Like, because he's, he's like, pretty
1: new to golf and so are you and it's just a matter of time. Now I'm going to show you this picture. And it's, it still hasn't happened for me. So, I'm going to show you this picture and this is the close I've been in recent times. This was mm-hmm. last summer. Uh, number one at Mount Lebanon. Oh, that one. Um, the ball still ended up about two and a half feet away. But, oh, there's your ball mark. I see that. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that was last. That was last summer at Mount Loveland. Man. Uh, and my and the picture I'm showing Matt on my phone is. If
0: the stick hadn't been there, do you think it might have like stayed in?
1: I I, I don't know. I, I think that I think it hit the back of. That's on the back of the cup. Okay, so there's a ball mark (laughs) on the lip of the cup. Yes. Like,
0: on the back of the cup. Like, the ball mark is not fully round, because it, it like, comes to, like, a line where it meets the plastic that is, like, inserted in the ground. Yes. That makes that great sound whenever you hole a putt. Mm Mm-hmm. But the idea is you don't have to putt, because you hit it in in one shot. Yes. Um, I'm sorry for you, man. but that's the clo- that's the closest I came. I to think it's in history. Yeah, say it's like better to have loved and lost. Like I'm not sure that's true. No, like, it's not. Like I think you'd rather be me in this situation and just be like, hey, I never had a hole in one because I struggle to hit the ball on the green.
1: I, I I've had one, <laughs> and it was when I was uh, still in high school, and it was at a course that I caddied at like six days a week.
0: <laughs> oh right, so <laughs> because you were a caddy, like your special caddy knowledge, no, like no, taught no, you no, that, like, hey, on this hole. You want to get the ball on the green in one shot because it's like 70 yards.
1: What's wrong with you? That's also what I played. That's what my caddy would say if also they had I, caddies. That's also what I played five days a week. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Must have been nice. That
1: was high school. Can well, you know
0: what? My high school job was dishwasher at a bakery and like I ate pastries five days
1: a week. You know? And it just took them until about three weeks ago to work all that off.
0: I, t- I ate a cheese danish today in like 25 seconds. Who
1: doesn't eat a cheese day since 25? I don't know These people who are, so are out of practice. Um, all right, man. <laughs> so uh, that's what that's where the PGA's at this weekend at the TPC Louisiana, and then next weekend they're going to be at Quail Hollow, uh, warming up. So the big event, and by the time the folks hear this, um, the first round would ha- will be over. Are you kidding me? The NFL draft. It's Thursday tomorrow. It snuck up on me. It's tomorrow. I didn't even hear it from like
0: Steelers news. Like I was doing a show for another market, and they were talking about whatever team and like who they. It was the Bears, and they were like draft day is Thursday. I'm like what? Yeah, I guess if I was a Bears fan, I'd be more more like worried about the draft than than I am currently. Because talk about a team that needs help. Talk about a team that beat the Steelers last year. I guess, but also the Bears need help. And the Steelers, they're just always looking to reload at this point. But yeah, the draft starts on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, thir- and I was so, not prepared for that. Yeah, so um, we all know that Cleveland has the number one pick, uh, and they also have the number four pick. Yeah, and they're probably going to get Saquon Barkley with one of them, and a quarterback. Well, I pulled up the draft tracker, and you can click on here and pick. Who you think they're going to pick in their round? Right. Mm -hmm. So all the mock draft people, Todd McShay and um, oh, uh, what's his name? Mel Kuyper. Yeah. Mel Kiper Jr. And now you have Kirk Herbstreit joining that group. Oh yeah. Uh, And then you have um, you know Adam Schefter and all those guys. They're going through, and and here's their best answer. This is Cleveland could very easily make the wrong pick
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and if you ask them and if you ask them what's the wrong pick for Cleveland they all have a different answer because it, it, it's and it's gonna come down to the team that thinks that they're gonna get the guy now the reports have said that Baker Mayfield is in that top talk with you know about Cleveland taking Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield's got this whole Johnny Menzel persona against him. And so forth. And he's not a, a team guy. He's not a leader. And this, that, the other thing. Yeah, he's
0: cocky. like He's cocky. He's a, he's, a, he's
1: a running gun guy. He's a, does he
0: have... Like, he likes to run his mouth, but does he, like...
1: And then there, and then you I got, mean, like,
0: Manziel's problem wasn't running his mouth.
1: And then you got Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Saquon Barkley, Josh Rosen. Uh, those are, you know, those are the guys that are expected to go in the top. Uh, now, again, like we said, Cleveland has number one and number four. They could trade down
0: mm-hmm.
1: and pick up more picks and other stuff uh, with that fourth pick. I don't see why they would, um, especially they got cap space and so forth to bring two number ones, to, uh, one and a four overall in with no problem. Um, uh, so it, it's a matter of you got to figure out if you want to take Saquon Barkley are the Giants and the Jets going to need? Are they going to be taking quarterback? Or are they going to be taking? Or are they going to take Saquon Barkley? Because there's talk that the Giants could take Saquon Barkley. And if you click on every team down here on this, it tells you like, you know, here's the picks for him. And the top and on the top three picks uh, for Cleveland uh, was was uh, was Rosen, Barkley, and Allen. Or sorry, Darnold, Barkley, and Allen. And you hit the Giants. It says Rosen, Darnold, and Barkley. You hit the Jets, and it comes back up with Darnold Barkley and Bradley Chubb, which is that defensive end out of NC State, which is a which he's a stud. Um, and then you click back on Cleveland, number four pick, and it says Josh Allen, uh, Mika Fitzpat- or Micah Fitzpatrick, and Saquon Barkley if he's still there. So you never know. Uh, it's really going to come down to we're going to have to watch the draft and find out.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be all long and drawn out, and like I I don't like the way they do it now. The interesting on a Thursday night,
1: uh, yeah, they, because they drag, like, they drag it out now. They drag it out so
0: long, and then like as a Steelers fan, like you gotta wait until like midnight, yeah, because, to find out who the pick well, is. Well, because
1: the Steelers, other than Ben Roethlisberger and Troy Polamalu, have drafted twenty or lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know Ben was the number eleven pick, mm. and they traded. Did they trade up for him? I know they traded up for Polamalu. They did trade up for Ben. They tri- did they trade up the Ben to eleven? Because he was the eleventh overall pick. I think. No, were- no, 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 no. No, we no, were sitting.
0: I, they they could have traded up, and there was a real like there was a lot of talk that they would trade up to get Philip Rivers because he was an NC State guy, and that was where Bill Cowher went. Yeah. But they 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 stood pat at eleven, which was a gift for them. I mean, they were terrible that year.
1: Yeah, they were, and they
0: really they really picked a good year to be bad. Because they finished six and ten, which is like not bad enough to get you like a top four pick. But I and I I mean like I thought from like college film that the best like pro ready quarterback in that draft class was, was Roethlisberger. R- yeah, um, it wasn't. We we were never going to get Eli Manning because he was nah. going to go number one. And then and he then that whole, a, and
1: Eli was, was like he got drafted by the Giants he and want, he's like I'm not playing here. No, he didn't.
0: He got drafted by the Chargers and he didn't want to go to the Chargers.
1: Oh that's right. He got so drafted by Chargers. So he didn't want to go to the same Remember he
0: got dragged, he held up the jersey and it was the first of many times that we saw the Eli face. Yes. Where where he looks like he just smelled a and then, bad and part. And,
1: and, and then the Giants drafted number two and took um Phillip Rivers and, and then the they just flopped did, quarterbacks. Did
0: flopped
1: uh, but like this year with, with the
0: quarterback class, I mean, I don't know. Like I'm not in the business of trying to make the Browns be better.
1: I know, but that, right? I think
0: I think that a good model for them right now is what the Rams are doing. And, like, the Rams, you know, they, they got they got their quarterback. They got their running back. Um, it still takes a ton of, like, other pieces around them mm-hmm. to make it even worthwhile. Um, I bet you Saquon Barkley, he could be a better running back than Gurley, for
1: sure. The question is, is Saquon Barkley gone to Cleveland or the Jets or Giants? And that's where it comes I down mean, to. I mean,
0: Cleveland could have him with the first pick. Cleveland could have with the first pick. I, I I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm not saying they shouldn't either. Because there will be a quarterback left for him. There will form. be a quarterback left for it's him. It's mathematically it, impossible it, yeah. for one of those three quarterbacks to still be gone. Yes. You know what I mean? So like unless they they could take Barkley and then just like roll the dice with, with whichever quarterback they get. I honestly Which like, like I, I would do that because like if you if you pick a quarterback in the first round and he becomes like the thirtieth Browns quarterback and then you don't have Saquon Barkley, like, I mean, I don't know. But, like, we're not here to make the Browns better.
1: We're not here to make the Browns but better. But it is, it is an interesting but story
0: to see how, like, the first, like, five rounds. So, of the watching day, college the first five picks
1: go. Watching college film and watching stuff, my personal opinion, Josh Allen is the best NFL-ready quarterback. quarterback. Okay. That's, okay. In, that's in my personal opinion, he's the one that is the best NFL-ready quarterback. And he's out of, you know, Midwest school. Mm. You know, played in cold weather. He's out of Montana. I mean, shit. I mean, you know, he didn't have a dome. Yeah. You know, he he didn't play in sunny California.
0: Yeah, and um, and
1: he's like he's like and he's he, built like Roethlisberger.
0: He's like the Carson Wentz. is like the the comparison these days because like you know not not like a huge D one. Oh yeah, definitely. School, but like a I mean know. Ben's out of the MAC for God's sake. Well, yeah, Ben out of the MAC. Like Joe Flacco out of Delaware. Carson Wentz
1: like. You know, the, well, yeah, these are some a,
0: success stories. Byron did,
1: Leftwich, Byron Leftwich out of Marshall, uh, was out of the MAC. Um, I mean, you getting a lot of good guys out of the MAC. Bruce Gretkowski. Kowski's out of the MAC at we're Toledo, right up the road. Uh, Toledo, he's uh, beat you know, the Steelers twice. Dormont kid beat the Steelers. He always beat Pitt. <laughs> he always beat the Pittsburgh teams, yeah. but he was cu- he's with others. Fired up, man. Um, and so we're now. I I scroll down to see here about the Steelers' position needs. It says uh, linebacker. Uh, Offensive line, running back, safety, and wide receiver. Um, Finding inside linebacker and safety are likely priorities this offseason. The Steelers placed the franchise tag on Le'Veon Bell. The drama surrounding his contract might be enough for GM Kevin Colbert to consider adding a three-down back at some point this year's draft. Uh, Martavius Bryant is entering his final contract here. The Steelers could look to add another receiver, to team with Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown. The Steelers are in pretty good shape with their starting offensive line, but they could use more death at guard and tackle. The three names they have listed here, Darius Geese out of running back LSU. Uh, he's th- good. This guy's name. I, I, can't I doubt remember. he's going to be there for them. I doubt he's going to be there for them too. This guy's name, Yushana Noswal. Uh... USC, he's Edge, he's Edge Rusher. Okay. And then you have... Need some of that. This is the guy I'm thinking they're going to take, if I have the option. Okay. Leighton Vander Esch. I saw that. I saw his name today. Boise State. I'm like, that's just a Steeler
0: name. No, man, that made me miss Myron, man. Could you imagine, could you imagine, like, a season of Steelers football with Juju Smith-Schuster, Leighton Vander Esch, and Ben Roethlisberger? Like... That poor man.
1: Yoy. Yoy. Yoy, indeed. Um. Yeah, that's that's a total. Uh, seriously, I love how they had the time run here: eighteen hours, twenty-seven minutes, uh, forty-one don't seconds. Don't make the
0: like because I'm gonna be watching that clock tomorrow. Like I'm, I don't need to start watching that clock until like ten thirty tomorrow night. You know, like after after like the early slate of NBA games is over, you can start maybe thinking about checking in on the Steelers,
1: right? Okay. Pretty pretty much. Like you if know. you care about other teams' picks, then like your your, your oh, show starts I, I, at eight p.m. I will watch the top five, and then i'll I'll be at work. Wait, mm. tomorrow no Wait, no, I won't be at work. I won't be home until after the top. Wait, what time's the draft? Even eight it starts at eight. Eight. Yeah, I get off work. I'm supposed to get off at eight. Mm. Um, yeah, we all have that supposed to get off work thing. Yeah, we all have that. We support. know how that is. Yeah. Um, mm. So I, I I will be coming home and turning on that directly and bouncing between that and the Pirate games in the afternoon tomorrow
0: because mm, yeah.
1: Detroit gets away. And the Pirates stay home. Um, get away Detroit. Can get I away Detroit. Uh, we'll talk about them later. Uh, but it's, it's just a total... I'll probably be watching that and I'll probably be bouncing some other stuff going on uh, and whatnot. Uh, so also, other NFL news. Um, Gronkowski had a meeting with uh, um, Bill Belichick and made a determination that, yeah, I'm going to play next year. Well, I think we all knew he was going to play. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, unless the Patriots are moving on from him. And it's he just there, and, about and, attention. And man. if the Patriots moved on from him, he would definitely play and probably come to a team that would have to play the Patriots at least once. So... Yeah, he was never going to retire. Yeah, he's not going to... He, with all his injuries and shit, he should... I don't know if he's smart with his money. Something tells me he's not.
0: I mean, I don't know what it is that that might like suggest that he's not smart about something. Um, it might be the fact that he seems not smart, just generally.
1: <laughs> I almost spit my beer out, dude. Don't do that. Well, <laughs>
0: you, know, you know who else probably drools a little bit every now and then? Gronk.
1: Yes. <laughs> um... Other news in the NFL. Des Bryant was reported to have turned down a multi-year deal that was offered to him from the Baltimore Ravens. I, I don't know say- why, but thank you. Thank I, I, you yeah, I, I just want to say thanks. Cool. Thanks, Des. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, the article I read cool. said that he, um, he he was supposed this was a contract year for him, mm. and he was going to play for Dallas and then build his stats and build up, and then that way he can go get a nice big payday for a one or two year deal because he's been in the league eight years yeah. as a wide receiver he's he, he he's on the downside of 30 it's hard to believe but it's true yeah yeah so he's got one more big payday on him so he's shopping himself around and seeing if he can get a one or two year big payday deal i don't blame him go get your money if you can get it uh somebody's gonna sign him it's just a matter of how much is somebody gonna sign him for it's gonna come down to you're either gonna take this much money or you're not gonna play Mm. uh it, it's pretty much all it comes down to anymore especially with the way that the um uh salary cap is and so forth but here's the thing here's the funny thing that kind of scares me a little bit but not that bad because in that article it said that the ravens uh after him turning down that uh not responding quick enough and turning down that deal um they brought in willie Sneed, who played for the saints forever. And he's an older guy, but he's pretty solid. He did some good stats for me mm. in fantasy last year. Um, also, they brought in Michael Crabtree, who the last two years has been a touchdown genius in the end zone. Mm. He had a lot of, he had a good report. Derek Carr, Derek Carr hit him in yes. the end zone. Uh, reportedly, yeah. um, he kind of lost a step going deep and so forth. But mm. he's still a threat. Uh, and then they also brought in John Brown. Uh, he was out of Arizona, as everybody knows. And he, um, you know, he, he's, he's on that downside of 30. So, I mean, they brought in three guys at the wideout position that are all pretty big names or were big names at some point in time. Uh, so, their receiving core has a lot of, um, what do you want to call that? A lot of experience. A lot of experience. Yeah. Um, uh, and could be deadly and Flacco's not that bad of a quarterback as no, much. he's he's not he's not a bad quarterback he's not a bad quarterback um, I mean of course he's he probably w- he probably is not as good as his
0: contract. Yeah he's not as good but that's as his the contract. way it works. Like you get you get your contract based on like what you've done in the past, not on what you're gonna well, do in the future. And he won a Super Bowl
1: and then he got a huge contract. He won a Super Bowl uh, he won a Super Bowl at the end of his contract year. Mm-hmm. And then he's then huh. they're like he's like, hey, I just want to use a Super Bowl. I want 150 million dollars. Remember when he got,
0: got <laughs> his deal and then he went to McDonald's? Yes.
1: He did. And then uh but the big spender. But the Ravens did part ways with Mike Wallace and Jeremy Macklin. Uh not I don't see that as a big loss. Those aren't guys that the Steelers
0: would be interested in, so we already had
1: Wallace. Yeah, we we had Wallace. We had Wallace when he was a rookie
0: in his first five yeah. years. We're fine. We're good. I like our receivers. I Wallace like our has run, lost I like our stuff. running back. I wouldn't mind seeing another running back come in. Um, I think I think we need help on defense. I really do. So you know if that if that linebacker from Boise is still available, like if that's who they end up taking, like the only other name I saw is that, that made any sense to me. Well, is like
1: last year's draft, I totally forgot about fucking TJ Watt until they like mm-hmm. and the Steelers like TJ Watt. I'm like I forgot about TJ Watt. No, well, how could you forget about TJ Watt? Um, But we don't want to, we're not going to, I don't think we'll ever forget about TJ Watt again. And in that aspect, I think, Matt, it's time to go ahead and take a little bit of a break here and listen to some of those messages from Sorgatron Media coming yeah. right at you. And reflect on TJ Watt because you didn't forget him. Do you like professional wrestling? want your discussions, no holds barred, check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back after that little short break and uh, some stuff there from our friends at Sorgatron Media. So, Matt, you did you do both or just the second game? I think you just did the you did both. Just the second. Oh, just the second. Mm. Okay, the two fingers there, but I forgot both or two. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard. So the Pirates, uh, if you didn't know tonight, they played a uh, Twilight doubleheader uh, due to inclement weather. In Pittsburgh on uh, Tuesday. First of all, what a joke. <laughs> what a joke.
0: Tuesday night, like total waste of my time. Total waste of everyone's time. Like it was supposed to rain all night. Yeah, they knew that the weather They knew that. Why would they even like have people come out? Just say like, hey, we're gonna do this tomorrow. And like, um, the Tigers have already had so many postponements. That under oh MLB the Tigers rules, schedules they are they are allowed to opt out of like a day night double header at this point because they've already had so many double headers. That's crazy. So there's some rule that if you've had like two day night double headers and you've got to get away the next day, which is what's happening with the Tigers. Well, their first. You're you're allowed to opt out of it. Well, and they they had, they had like they, they had, had a day
1: night double header with the Pirates the opening weekend.
0: Yeah. So, like, they're already, like, in the clear where they can say, like, no, like, we want to sleep in, essentially. And, like, we sat here for this stupid rain-out-rain delay that we knew the game was never going to get played. And we're not going back to our hotel and sleeping for, like, five hours and then coming back and playing a noon game and then having, like, a three-hour break and then a night game. Yeah. And sorry, Pirates, you don't get two gates. Guess what? Like, you're going to get 500 people for each game. So pretty just, much, you know what? Like just, just you know, so, so count when, your so, count your TV money and be happy.
1: So, so what they did is they they held the the Twilight doubleheader, which was a four thirty start. Yeah, it was like four ish. Yeah, four thirty 430 start, four thirty five something like that. Uh, it was two nothing by the time if, I even remember. If it was you on. if you have a ticket, if you have a, if you had a ticket for either of the games, you could mm-hmm. go to both today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it led to
0: wrap around lines. On Federal Street, <laughs> no, no, it didn't. It did not. There was like nobody there. You didn't get to so watch quiet. it. I did. It was so quiet that you could you could hear the umpire, like the home plate umpire in the second game.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I, I heard him on TV. Yeah, I mean he was a yeah. loud guy, but still, like it, you know. Mm. So uh, the Pirates are thirteen and eleven. Uh, they did lose five straight before they won the second game of. The uh, doubleheader tonight. Yeah, swept swept in a four gamer uh, in
0: Philadelphia. So they are uh, of all the teams to lose four games in Philly.
1: Yeah, better the Pirates. Better the, Pens. the Pirates and the Pens exactly. Uh, and they are um, seven of they're, they're they're seven and nine now. And they uh, out of the seven of the last nine they did lose five straight at one point. They're two and a half games back in the division. Two games above five hundred. Two games above 500 two and a half games back. Um, I don't let myself look at wild card standings until after the All-Star break. Oh, yeah. That's, there's not even sense of looking at playoff standings until after the All-Star break. Yeah, hey, Basically, when it comes to the All-Star break, do the Pirates have a chance? Is, is that, that's the question. Um, Jay Hay uh, is still out a few more weeks with that broken hand after getting hit by that pitch. Um, you know what it comes down to, and it's what I've been saying so far this whole... Twenty some games of the season, the starting pitching isn't bad. The starting pitching isn't bad. The starting pitching actually looks pretty fucking decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bullpen is a horrible place to be right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unless you're unless you got a bat in your hand.
0: Well, we'll get to
1: hit later. <laughs> no, I'm
0: saying like if you're in the Pirates bullpen looking to get hits. Oh. Like, you're, you're in the right place. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they might not go very far because there's a cage, but if you want to square the ball up and, like, feel how it feels to, you know, get the sweet spot of the bat out there over the plate, you know, that's that's where you want to be. Like, Kyle Crick today in the first game. Yeah, uh,
1: dude, he gave up. Uh, first pitch. Gone. Gone. I Kyle mean, Crick. I mean, Cervelli puts a 460-foot shot in that first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, put the Pirates up. Gave them a lead, and then they—I mean, there was no lack of offense in that game. No, this time I was
0: listening to the Tigers radio announcers, and they were—they were like beside themselves. They're like, every game we've ever played in Pittsburgh, it's been like three-two. Like, where's this? Where's this offense coming from? Yeah, they're, there's they're no... like, I know it's like humid and all, you know. Like they, they always say in the summer when the humidity's real high, the balls fly. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's humid, but it's like fifty-eight degrees. Yeah, and it
1: was just like foggy. Yeah, I mean, the the first game, would what, what that end up 13 to 12? 12-10? 12, 12 something 10, like Somewhere like that. Yeah. It was within one or two runs. And uh, Cervelli yeah, had yeah. a monster shot, something like that. And it was. And there was a lot of offense in that game. Polanco had some nice hits uh, in both games. Uh, you know, and then you got in the second game, and the second game, it was 4-3, uh, 5-3, three, five, five, three. Uh, something like that. Um, you know, you had uh, Osuna, mm-hmm. first at bat this season. Three-run homer. Three-run homer and into the right
0: field bleachers. <laughs> and, like, okay, so this is what annoyed me about Osuna. Like, he was the 26th man. Yes. Which is, like, a relatively new addition to the baseball rules where you're allowed to add an extra player to your roster temporarily in the event of a double-hitter. hmm So, why wouldn't you use him? Yeah, like Greg Brown and Bob Walk are talking like, "Oh, the 26th man." Like, this they don't usually like first of all, like you don't have enough data on the on the 26th man. You don't. Because you haven't seen enough doubleheaders that invoke the rule in the first place. Why wouldn't you use him? The whole point is to like well, basically what can, it is, is be it... able to like have a guy not like you know like, okay, first of all, Cervelli's not going to catch both games. Yeah. So you got to start Diaz Okay, so Cervelli's on your bench, but they got a short bench anyway because they brought extra pitchers because they got no bullpen, so they figured like we'd rather have Well, we'd and they're not have... the only
1: and they're not the only team that have brought a lot of pitchers.
0: No, no, no. It's a, it's a trend in baseball and they they're talking about that and it's it's fine. Like I'm I I think it's a good rule, but like I just don't think that it's like a very astute observation to be surprised that you would start your extra position player in the second game of a doubleheader. Yeah. So, like you start your extra catcher why wouldn't you start your extra like utility outfielder? Exactly. You know? Especially so, when so you're writing matchups. So
1: what they what they've done with this what they've done with this twenty six man rule is basically you know how in hockey you're allowed to dress so many players on the bench mm-hmm. and you have so many guys on the team and you have healthy scratches. Yeah. Because your that's when the coaches look at the matchups and they're like, this guy's gonna play get her better against this guy and so forth. We're gonna sit him and dress him and and so forth. So basically as soon as he travel's with the team and he gets dressed whenever the matchup suits.
0: Yeah, like, he didn't you even, know.
1: he didn't get to the stadium in time to dress for the first game
0: today. Oh, he didn't? I thought he was, I thought he was with the team. He was available, but he was not, like, like, in his uniform. Like, he, like, he showed up late, you know? So, they were just like, you know, you're probably not gonna need you for the first game, but, you know, be ready to go. You're starting right field.
1: In the second. In the
0: second. Uh, and these- it's like, well, they make a big deal, and then they made a big deal, like, Oh, he doesn't usually play right field. Like, well, guess where the Pirates have a gaping hole?
1: <laughs> right field. Right
0: field. You know, so I don't know. Well, I follow the team somewhat closely. It it made it made good sense to me that they would have Osuna
1: starting in right, and it was awesome that he had a three-run homer. It was. The offense has been spotty, not in the first game and not in the second game. But those four games, you hate losing
0: a game when you score ten runs. Oh yeah, I I
1: think Bob Walk gave the stat of like the Pirates have only lost like five games when scoring ten runs or more. Uh, No, in in existence. Yeah, it's
0: (laughs) it's bad. Like that first game, like Tyon got knocked around, and then the bullpen just wasn't good. But like you know, Detroit they were squaring the ball up. And it was flying out for some reason. Like Cabrera had three doubles. Um, uh, what's his name? Had fucking. Cervelli had six hits. Cervelli had six RBIs in oh, the Six
1: RBIs. Six RBIs in the first game. Or in the first game, yeah. He didn't play the second game. He had
0: six RBIs in the first
1: game. Um, three of them came on a home run.
0: Yeah. Still, parallel,
1: I guess. yeah. Like, but still, six RBIs is a yeah. fucking hell of a shot. No, it was awesome. You know. And uh, you can take that any day of the week. Uh, there's second game, uh, Sean Rodriguez, not only does he look like he'd stab you in an alley, Mm -hmm. um, but obviously he could take a hit off a wall. (laughs) I know you didn't get to see that. Um, Mm -hmm. you didn't get to see that play. You just called it. Um, yeah, was, uh, he, he was, the ball was launched and this was the, the next hit. The guy batting, I can't remember his name. He, he, he hit the ball and it went foul. Home run distance, it went filed by inches. Like, it, it, it inches over the left field uh, wall area. And then the next and shot... It was still a long shot. It was still a long shot. And the next shot uh, was out to uh, left, towards left center, not as far as the notch. Uh, and Sean Rodriguez tracked it down. He did one of those, oh shit, it's over my head. Turned around, got his eye on the ball, made the catch over his shoulder and... Face plant into the wall. Came up with the ball. Had enough sense to throw it to second. That was a really good play.
0: Um, and I'm I'm very thankful for the MLB like online presence because when you're dealing with a blackout restriction such as I was, like you can still get that replay like pretty much instantaneously.
1: Yes. So all I had to do is pull out my phone and hey, look at that replay. Tap tap tap. And, there, and it there it was. Uh, and then there was also another long shot out to right that went foul uh, by inches. Again. Yeah, they hit like a 1,000 feet worth of foul balls in like a 45-second span. Oh, yeah. Totally, and two, with two batters. It was ridiculous. Uh, you know, offense, you know, spotty. Uh, Polanco started off on fire. He's cooled off a little bit.
0: Uh, well, his fire was entirely based on like home power runs. or strikeout. Yeah. Dichotomy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's um, kind of like
0: Barry Bond syndrome. Kind, well, I mean, not <laughs> as many walks with Yeah, not as many walks with you but... Know, needs uh, needs to get that slugging
1: percentage up. Definitely does. Before they walk. Moran in third base looking good. You know, he's been looking good, and I think it's a big fluffy red beard he's mm-hmm. got. Yeah. You know. Uh, Pirates, though, overall, doing pretty decent. Decent. Uh, Decent better than better we better expected. Better than we, we expected. We didn't expect the start they had. Uh, they didn't have as hot as a start as the Red Sox that were eighteen well, and two. Uh, now the Red Sox, I mean, they're 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 twenty two and five or something like that. Um, it's just a completely different animal. It is a completely different animal. Like the
0: the way that people cover the Red Sox and the Yankees. But especially the, Dodgers, the Red Sox. The well, yeah, but with the Red Sox season that they had last year, where they like made the playoffs and still fired their manager. Yeah, that's just a different like standard of what they expect. Mm-hmm. And when when you when you've got like the highest payroll and a brand new manager, and like the the initial response is like cautious optimism. You know, like, that's that's how serious they are about their baseball well, up there. Like, to be cautiously optimistic about that team. When it's the
1: same team that made the playoffs last year, they just switched managers. Pitching staff is ridiculous. Like I said, I've been a Red Sox fan since about 1984. And um, so I follow them uh, pretty closely as well. Uh, the uh, They did have a no-no tossed against them in Oakland last week. I worked that game. Um,
0: that was a little iffy, though. I mean... That, that play at first base yeah. with the baseline rule. Yeah, the baseline rule. Like, yeah. he he stepped like a couple feet outside the line, but like in the act of diving to like touch the bag, and he got in safe. But then they called him out. Like Cause on he, was replay. Outside, cause he was outside. He was outside the like, box. Have we seen a no hitter yet since replay started, where like a hit was reversed on replay to not a hit, thus preserving the no hitter? I don't think so. Because that was the that was the tricky play that that was the one that didn't set well with me, not because necessarily like I thought they got the call wrong, but because like they used replay to reverse give guys, the call to give a guy's no hitter back to him after the umpires had taken it away from him yeah, calling a guy safe. Well, now the error at shortstop, I thought that that
1: was the kind of play that you
0: should make as a big league shortstop.
1: Yes, and he dropped the ball, so it's an error. Well, now you mentioned about the replay, and so forth. Remember uh, the game Detroit? Uh, of course. Perez, where he had the perfect the perfect game, the perfect game going. Yeah. It was the last. It was the it was, it was either the, the 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 second out in the ninth, or it was the last out yeah. in the ninth. And that, that game and was the absolutely. Umpire, and the umpire called him safe, and he mm-hmm. was clearly clearly out. He was in, out by like three feet. And the, and the umpire, I don't know if he had a bad angle or not. But then the umpire himself, after the game, he went and watched the replay. He's like, "Shit, Mm -hmm. I just fucked that up." No, he knows. And the umpire came out and said, "Hey, I'm sorry." And he was. And that's a
0: big reason why the the replay rule. And that's
1: exactly. That's a big reason why the replay
0: rule. The Jerry Meals game. The the Jerry Meals game with the Pirates, which I got to relive during the rain delay last night. Oh yeah! Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for sports. At AT and sports. Whatever. I'm gonna
1: call Jim Huber. So I'm not oh, to put that on. Don't, don't show that anymore, Jim. We can't
0: be having that. Top shit. ten worst pirates moments ever. Right? Should not even be a thing. <laughs> like I don't even want to watch that.
1: So burn it. So uh, how about the uh, kid from Japan, Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. making waves as a DH and a pretty nasty pitcher out there for the Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he uh, he's had what two home runs already. And he's had uh, several hits as a DH, but he's also a pitcher. He's the first pitcher to bat in the American League since Babe Ruth. Um, or I don't know if he's the first one since Babe Ruth, but he's the first one to have an impact to do the to do the Babe Ruth thing where you pitch
0: like every sixth day, yeah, and play a position. Like like and four days and, a and week. Bat, yeah. And bat, well, he's it's not like playing a, a position. Off. He's
1: batting. Yeah. I mean. Well, he's, yeah. You know, he can play outfield, though. He can not play outfield. And, and that's where, you know, these guys are talking like, you know, they're major league players. They grow up. Not I mean, they grow up. They play all positions. I mean, I know hmm. when I played growing up all through literally high school, college, all that shit. You played all positions. I mean, you didn't start specializing until college. And. And and in college, you still bat, and you still have to hit. You still have to maintain that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely, you know, and and the Asians, whether they're the Koreans, the Japanese, or the Chinese, they take baseball to a whole other serious level where, like, I mean, we're talking more than 30 lashes with a wet noodle. Oh, no, I mean,
0: like, um... Was it Dice K? Oh, yeah. It was like... I mean, he was like a superstar in, when he was like 14. Yeah. Because like high school baseball is real big in Japan. Yes, it is. So like that's because like in, in Japan, like after after you're, you're finished high school, you're 18 and then you can go play pro. Right. So they don't have like college baseball. They don't have like a really deep minor league system. So like the, the best high school players... Go right to the pro right, teams. Go right to the pro teams. So he was like... LeBron James, yeah, to to make an analogy with like an American who was like a high school like phenom and went straight to the pros, mm-hmm. like and like, I don't know about Otani's like, you know, whole history with like professional baseball in Japan, but he's not that old, and so like you know you, you become like a sensation, and you know like they they have this like posting rule where it's like to get even the right to negotiate. He has to play guys. So many like years. MLB and like the team that negotiates with him has to like pay a bunch of money to Japan. That's how they like yeah. protect the talent that they develop. Yeah, they have to
1: pay a bunch which of money. Is a very, it's a very big deal. They there. have to pay a bunch of money to to the country mm-hmm. as well as the organization to mm-hmm. even have the right to negotiate with them. It's ridiculous. And like you said, making an analogy with LeBron James. Speaking of LeBron James, man, he hit a hell of a three pointer to win that game over to Pacers tonight. Tied ninety five ninety five with less than seven seconds left, LeBron gets the ball kicked out to him and he does a fadeaway jump three shot and drains it, uh, and that puts the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers up three games to two against the Pacers, and um, so is that what that th- does? Game six stay in Cleveland then? Because don't they do two no, three and two? I. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah, two three Wait, two. But that doesn't make sense for Cleveland to not host a Game Seven in the first round. Like,
1: yeah, we can look that up at the break. We looked up at the break, but um, I, I don't know if I, I, I don't, I, I, I thought NBA went two three two, but Cleveland did fall off at the end, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure what their positioning is. I can uh, figure that out in about uh, thirty yeah. seconds. Um, okay, so like, I was watching. Hockey and basketball
0: tonight, so, flipping back and forth. hmm Um, it was, like, an intermission in the hockey game. So I flipped back to the basketball game, and, like, Indiana was pulling away. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Cleveland was pulling away. And I thought, like, well, fine, this game's over. But then Cleveland, like, they gave up, like, an eight-point lead inside the last couple minutes. Um... You know, Indiana tied it with, like, 35 seconds left. Like, it went down the other end. Nothing happened. And then, like, you talk about LeBron's shot. Like, it really started with the previous Cleveland's possession. Cleveland's a four seed, so okay. they was still uh... Okay. All right, so, um, but anyway, like, the the possession before LeBron's three-pointer, it was tied. Indiana had a chance to, to go ahead, um, to run off as much clock as they could and Oladipo going down for a layup, and LeBron comes in and blocks it, pins it against the backboard, rejects it, um, stays in bounds. So Cleveland's gotta like get the rebound, call timeout, and that's how they got the ball okay. up to half court, where they were able to run the play to get it to LeBron with like the, the play started with like three and a half seconds roughly. Okay. Now the block like, just in itself was amazing. See, I didn't but see But it's that also part. been controversial because Oladipo has said that he thinks it was goaltending. And, like, just before I came here to record, Scott Van Pelt, I listened a little bit on SportsCenter, also said that according to the rule, it was goaltending. Now it was so tough to tell on the replay. The the way he like spun it off the glass, it was like it wasn't it, on it, it. It wasn't on its way down. Yeah, isn't goaltending it was the, the, way, the ball's on its way down? But it was can't. like it wasn't on its way down. He was like skipping it off the glass, and then it needed to go like up a little bit and then like drop down. Right. Yeah. I don't, know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. even know if they reviewed it or not, or if that's even something they can review. No, they
1: just showed it right here.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, that sequence, though, like, forget about the goaltending because it was, like, a hairline issue. The athleticism to come down and make the block like he did and then to, like, keep his shit together mentally during, like, the timeout and the inbounds play. And then have seven seconds to run the ball. And to get wide open like that and hit that three. I mean, that's... He wasn't wide open. It was a fadeaway three. I mean, he wasn't wide open. When but LeBron was, James fades away, like he gets enough length, yeah, that he's open. But I mean, yeah, he, got like, six he had a guy on him, of course. Like yeah. you don't, you don't let the Cavs inbound the ball without putting a guy on LeBron James. Yeah, that's kind of I mean, dumb.
1: It's pretty much how it is. Um, so, also with uh, basketball, how about those 76ers? Something Philly has to um, uh, be happy about. Enough with the Philly being happy. I know. It's. Horrible. I mean, the
0: Flyers lost, so that helps. That helps. But the Pirates got swept by the Phillies. Yeah. And the Eagles won the Super Eagles Bowl. Eagles won the Super Bowl. Villanova won the college basketball. Won the, the, the college
1: basketball. The Sixers if are the Sixers moving on. The the NBA. I mean... We can vote for T.J. McConnell. No. Like
0: McConnell. I like T.J. McConnell. I like T.J. McConnell. He looks
1: weird with hair. And he's coming off the bench. I mean, he's still... Maybe if he...
0: He's still not a... Again. He,
1: he's still not a... He's still not a starter. Um, That's a good team. They are good I mean, they, they've
0: team. got, like, way more... Higher draft picks than T.J. McConnell.
1: Oh yeah. So I mean, what's his name? Uh, ben Simmons, ben Joel Simmons. Embiid. Yeah, Ben Simmons is the big one I know on there. Other... And then they got J.J. Redick, who's like, he's finally become likable.
0: Well, it's I mean, taken a lot of years, but now now that he's like the veteran.
1: Well, because he's, he's l- still an assassin. Well, he's also out at Duke, and well, the people said know. he
0: would never make it in the NBA,
1: right? Because he was just like a. You know,
0: like a college, like, three-point shooter.
1: He was, he and then what a, happened
0: in the NBA? Like, the NBA became a three-point shooting league also. Right. And, and like, J.J. Redick just, just kind of caught on at the perfect time.
1: Well, speaking of three-point shooters, Steph Curry, uh, he's been participating in practices. Uh, he's not clear for contact yet. He's been dealing with a uh, MCL sprain in his knee. They're expecting him to make a return versus the New Orleans Pelicans in the semifinals. He hasn't played a game since March 23rd with the injury. Uh, you know, uh, they're still Golden State. They still got a team out there. I mean, <laughs> Pelicans. You got, you got Durant out there. You have, um, what's his name, Trey? Uh, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Draymond Green Draymond Green I mean it's still a team I mean shit Don't they have
0: Swaggy P this year? I think Nick Young? Yeah Yeah I mean he'll jack up some threes If 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 Curry can't You know I I know like people are I'm tired of the Golden State Warriors I I, I think it's amazing how they went from like Everybody's like baby Yeah Basically anybody outside the Bay Area is sick of them
1: well, it's um like it's, the Patriots maybe.
0: as as a yeah as a casual fan of the NBA who doesn't have like a favorite team like I I, I, I have a I'm team totally either. I'm totally pulling for the Rockets to make the finals out of the West and if that means that the Pelicans have to knock off the Warriors I mean yeah, to I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing Oklahoma City they're done
1: oh they're Aren't done they already? done
0: I don't know I, I think they got eliminated tonight.
1: I, see, I was watching by Utah. I, I was watching hockey.
0: Well, that game was on NBA TV, so if uh, you don't get NBA TV,
1: then you... I do not. Yeah, I um, do, but just there was just too much. Yeah, I, I, I was watching the uh, Maple Leafs-Bruins game tonight, mm. uh, flipping between that and the Pirates game uh, as well. Uh, but uh, here's a little bit of a sadness. Was that D. Wade's last game in Philly? I, I mean, probably. I mean, he... So, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman were both at the game last night. Mm. Stephen A. Smith's like, you know, I'm at the Philly game last night. I'm in Philly. I'm getting ready. I'm sitting there getting ready to enjoy the game. And who do I see come walking out? Max Kellerman. Like, he was at the game. Max Kellerman is apparently um, filming Creed Two. Oh, yeah? In Philly. He announced it today on first take. Okay. Um, Which I'm like, that's cool. There's going to be a Creed 2. Awesome. Um, It's like another Rocky movie. Yeah. Uh, So. I'll take it. I'll take that. And um, so he was, um, they were both there last night. So not only, I mean, they were talking about it and they said, they both talked to D-Wade after the game. He said, I'm not making any decisions right now. I've been in the league 15 years. I have. I have my wife, my family, talk to my mom, see what's going on, and I'm going to go from there. Now, granted, I mean, D Wade uh, started with Miami, won three championships in Miami, two with LeBron, one when it was just his own team. Shaq was there, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Shaq was there for that first championship. And the, refs. the refs were there. And the refs. Um, and then you had, um, and then he won the other two in Miami with LeBron and um, Chris Bosch. Uh, you know, then he went and played his hometown Chicago Bulls for a couple years, mm-hmm. and then he started this year in Cleveland. Yeah, he and started in
0: Cleveland, and they got rid of him when he they started, got rid of everyone.
1: Well, he started in Cleveland, and Cleveland—they they, they, Cleveland tried to buy a championship. They well, I mean, they, Cleveland start with—they're with, with, okay. always trying to buy a
0: championship because they pay LeBron James, and LeBron, <laughs> LeBron James job. Is to win NBA championships like right. more so than any other player in the right. league.
1: Right? Is there a salary cap in the NBA? Yeah. Okay. Right. There's a salary cap. It must be like, really, really high. You build your team around LeBron James. Right. So, so they brought in. They, 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 they have uh, Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. All right. Which he's still there. They traded. He, they got
0: him in a trade.
1: So there might have whoa, whoa, been some. No, like... C- Kevin Love's still there. He's there, but they got him in a trade. So years not... ago. Years ago. Um. But, but they had uh, Irving. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving's gone. They he's gone. Him. They traded him. They had um, the guy that they traded for Kyrie Irving. Isaiah Thomas? Or No, they got Isaiah Thomas mm, for Kyrie Irving. Him. Then they traded Isaiah Thomas back out to L.A. Then they had Derrick Rose, and they also had D. Wade. They traded D. Wade down to Miami. Derrick Rose, I don't even know where he's at right now. Um yeah, they started the season with Derrick Rose. Yeah, I know. I don't like, know where he ended up. I don't know where he ended up yeah. either. I think he got traded out. So basically, it came out the, the the first half of the season. They said, this isn't working and we're spending too much money, so you guys are all gone. And Cleveland still made the playoffs. They're in a four seed. I just looked that up. They're in a four seed playing the five seed. Okay. Which is the toughest matchup in playoffs, a four and a five Oh, so. yeah. Um, so, you're, you know, honestly, I don't know that, I mean – this is going to be... This looks like the team LeBron took to the championship when he was with Cleveland the first time and couldn't get it done just being himself with nobody else around him. I don't see a lot of people around him yeah. to really help him. It's it's either going to be all LeBron or nothing. It can be. I mean, he had 44 points tonight, 14 rebounds, and 8 uh, assists. Or no, 14 assists, 8 rebounds. I mean... LeBron's talent
0: and the rest of his cast, just their experience, mm-hmm. is enough to beat
1: Philly in four games. I don't think they would play Philly next. Not next, they, but yeah, like but
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to a Eastern Conference Final of the Sixers versus the Cavs. That would be. Nice, I think that's that, the that, way it's going. That would be a good final. Uh, Toronto with Toronto and Washington. I, I didn't see that game tonight either. Um, but like. Raptors have been exposed by Washington. Like I don't think Washington's that good. Raptors had a high seed, but I mean they're they're not like they're not showing that they deserve it right now. Like they I think they should have put Washington away by now, but Well Philly is the real deal. Cleveland is kinda like the veterans, like the experience, like big kid on the block. Well, and speaking, That's the matchup I'm looking for.
1: Well, speaking to. of Toronto, they have Drake on the sideline on the bench. I there. know. And it so, doesn't really get you much, though. Right, but uh but Philly has um uh Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart did Alan you see Iverson, Joel picking him up after I, the game. Alan, yeah, I did. Alan, <laughs> I, AI. Alan Iverson's been right there. Famous with him. alumni. And then how about um Uh, Meek Mill. Meek Mill. Uh, so he got to ring the bell yesterday. Fresh out of jail, man. Fresh out of jail. Like, he got released from jail. He's been in jail for the last year and a half. He's a rapper and whatnot. He's been locked up on gun charges, this, that, the other thing. The... It was a uh, the, probation violation. It, it was a
0: probation violation. The gun charge was kind of
1: bullshit. Yeah, but well, that's what got him on a probation And he got violation. probation and, like... Well, no, he was on probation. He got, got probation with the gun. because of the gun thing. And then he got put in because of another violation. Because he, like, failed a piss test. Whatever it was. Marijuana. But he's been locked up for a year. And the
0: Philly District Attorney doesn't care. And like, the Philly District Attorney doesn't like, give a
1: shit. He's a reformer. But he... He um, was... They, they actually
0: told a judge recently that his conviction, that he needs a new hearing for, like, the, the original gun thing. Right. So, like, anything, like, subsequent to that. Uh, this is not a criminal justice reform podcast. It's
1: not. It's but not. like, no.
0: Meek Mill was, like, the, the like, most famous incarcerated rapper. Recently. For, like, the past year. Recently, yes. And, like, you got Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner, like, going to visit him in prison. You yeah. know, you've got the owner of the Sixers actually, like, picked him up. In his helicopter. Picked him up and took him to the, to the arena. In his helicopter. So this is, like, a big time for Philly. I mean, this is yeah. really
1: big. So, so me, This no. is
0: like if Paul Spadafore went to jail for some, like, thing that wasn't hitting women, that we could actually, like, support <laughs> or, him. Or still. drugs. <laughs> I mean, if he just did drugs and, like, was still, like, a good guy and, like, took care of his mom and his wife and everything, then you'd be like, fine, whatever. He shot you're, his You're wife. allowed, you're allowed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So don't ever like try to like bring Paul Spadafora
1: <laughs> to a Pens like,
0: game to like a Pens game, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want him up there yelling like "Let's go Pens," right? You know, like, but, like but, he's
1: Amanda Kessel because you know what he's not. But but Mill, he, he the PA Supreme Court filed the injunction and released him from jail and this that the other thing, and the the Sixers owner sent his helicopter to go get him Mm. out of prison. Yeah. Like, I mean, Floyd Mayweather walked out of prison to a brand new, had a fucking... $4 $4 dollar Bugatti dropped off uh, as he walked out of prison and drove away. Yeah. He gets picked up in a fucking helicopter and gets shipped down to Philly and rings the, the bell before the game and all this. So uh, Kevin Hart's going nuts. Kevin Hart's still on his high from the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and now he's sitting mm-hmm. side court. He's sitting in court next to the bench at the Sixers games with AI and everybody else and the, the Sixers owner and whatnot. And he's. Uh, it's becoming a spectacle, and the Philly faithful and the Philly fans are a spectacle. It's we much. And it's we're going to go much. ahead and take a break right now. We're going to talk more about that spectacle that happened out in Philly. So, you guys take a break for a few seconds, listen to what's coming up from Sorgatron Media, and we'll be right back. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at AwesomeCast.net. Alright, folks, and we're back after that little message from our friends at Sorgatron Media. Now, back on that fucking tangent of the Philly fucking fans and all that bullshit. Game 6 of the Stanley Cup playoffs round 1 Pittsburgh Flyers in Philly got real ugly the last five minutes, didn't it? I mean... It, it, it did. It got from what real I heard. ugly. Um, I saw. My my
0: situation was that I was at a family birthday party for a five year old.
1: Wait, um, and your family didn't have the game on?
0: Oh no, they had the game on. Okay,
1: but you there had was, a there were just
0: there were there were like a lot more people than there were seats in the TV room. Mm. So when the Penguins went up, like I went and sat in the other room to sort of like carve out my space for the eating that was about to commence. Um, so I actually got the news about the beer throwing from my brother, who came in from the other room and said, like, well, there was an empty net goal, and now they're throwing things on the ice. So I didn't get to see it, but I could picture it.
1: Yes. Because I know the type. See, see, here's the thing. Why would you waste full beers? They weren't throwing just cans. They were throwing full fucking beers. I mean, that... Well,
0: you can make the same argument. Like, why would you throw a perfectly good battery? Uh, I know, right? You could use that to listen to like Walkmans. Whip on on your boombox on your way home
1: from the Eagles game. Definitely, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, they, these guys were the Philly fans again. Make it, it, it turned that city into the shit show that it is, and and gives that city the bad name that they have. Because of shit like that, whether it's Eagles fans, Flyers fans, uh, you don't hear too much about Phillies fans because they really haven't had much to cheer about except for a what do you hear up? about Eagles fans? Like to just like play devil's
0: advocate, like aside from the time that they threw snowballs at Jerry Jones or I'm sorry, at Jimmy Johnson. Oh, no, they threw it with Santa Claus too. No, they booed Santa Claus and they threw snowballs. And they at might Santa. not have actually booed Santa Claus. It might just be a myth.
1: Yeah,
0: they, and yeah. Sports Center did a whole thing on it last year. And apparently he was a bad Santa, not like Billy Bob Thornton, like he was a shitty Santa Claus who deserved to be booed. And he got snowballs around, too. Well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Like, that's but really no, not important. But their fans Killing Jimmy Hoffa's worse than whatever, like, the Eagles <laughs> did to Santa Claus, okay? So if you want to blame Philly for anything, you know, it's Hoffa and the Flyers... Little well, Mickey like,
1: Starfo, uh, no, no, like
0: <laughs> we need that stuff. It's folklore for like uh, modern times. Well, see, so here's the thing about the. the I just fans. think the Flyers fans are worse than like the, the regular, Eagles fans are the really bad too. The baseline Philly fan, the baseline Philly fan, they glory in like the way they like treat other teams, the way they treat other teams' fans.
1: The Eagles, but fans there's are something bad about too. Eagles
0: fans. There's, I know you've been there, and I know you've been to Eagles games. I'm saying there's something about a Flyers fan
1: that the just Flyers takes, it up, a takes notch. it up a notch. Like right. they
0: line up all the Eagles fans against the wall, and they pick out like the 80 percent of like the worst Eagles fans, and they hand them all like Flyers New tickets and say, "Here you go." You know,
1: yeah. Here, here's a 12 pack and a ticket to the game. Like I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, uh, it's there's just... no
0: like I've never heard
1: one bad thing about Sixers fans,
0: mostly because the Sixers have never been good. Yeah,
1: right. Except for when they had Iverson. Except they're. Except they're from Philly, so you know going giving you some shit to go down. Right. I just.
0: Th- there's nothing about Philly upsets me. More. Besides of... the Flyers. No, not, noth- not more. Like, literally nothing about Philadelphia bothers me except
1: for their hockey team. It and smells. sometimes the
0: traffic on the Schuylkill.
1: Uh, the Schuylkill Expressway is horrible. <laughs> but it smells. And people are mean. Cities smell. And rude. Pittsburgh
0: smells in, at the right time of day on the right July. Um. <laughs> You know? Uh, Philly's a fun town. I like Philly. I like cheesesteaks. I like going to Chinatown. I like, um, you know, riding the bus out to, like, Fairmount Park and, like, going to a concert at that man music center, which is, like, if they put Stage AE in, like, the middle of, like, Shenley Park instead of on the
1: north side. There's nice things in Philly. Their hockey team is not one of them. The fans sort of follow suit. See, I'm under the rule of, you know, if you take all the historical things out of Philly, like the Declaration of Independence and the Liberty Bell and the Betsy Ross bullshit and this, (laughs) that, and everything, and move it to Harrisburg and either give it to Jersey or blow it off the map, there's only a handful of people that care. No, no, no. And they're the ones that live in Philly.
0: Okay. Like, Philly is in Pennsylvania. Like, we would not have any of our, like, Revolutionary War cred without Philly. Like, Philly, like, doesn't have the French and Indian War history that we have. But, like, how many people do you know that celebrate, like, the proclamation of 1763? Okay, the Declaration of Independence is where it begins. And it begins in Philly. And there was no hockey team in Philly when they signed the Declaration of Independence. So Ben Franklin was not a Flyers fan. Okay, like, really important to remember. But Pittsburgh had the Whiskey Rebellion, we which is it. way more important. Way more important, because it was <laughs> about not paying your booze tax.
1: Exactly. And
0: as we sit here and drink we, beers, uh, that we're paying for the Port Authority <laughs> with every sip.
1: <laughs> fucking... Like, let us
0: let us hold on to our life. We got
1: the Dan on. We won a battle
0: once, okay?
1: It might have been 300 years ago, but we won. Oh, Jesus Christ. But anyway, all in all... That game six started off slow. Started off. Started off bad. It Started didn't off, start bad. off slow. They scored it, on us
0: within the first three minutes. It
1: did. I was at. Um, I had a Sunday fun day, Matt. I, mm. I, I had a Sunday fun day um, while you were at your nephew's birthday party, and I'm sure having fun with your family. And I know you love your nephew and your family dearly. Um, I I started off. Um, my after I started off my day at Leaf and being in the strip district. Um, at a Pittsburgh Whiskey Friends meetup where basically everybody takes a bottle of bourbon, sets it on the table, shakes hands, how's it going? We taste all the different whiskey and there's more, there's scotch, there's bourbon, there's Irish, whatever. Take a bottle of whiskey, set it on the table and everybody sits around and bullshits about whiskey and cigars and sports. Nice. And, and mainly about whiskey. Yeah. So Amanda went shopping in the Strip and I visited Leaf & Bean for like two and a half hours and I watched the whole first period. Very nice. Um, I like that place a lot. It's a great spot. Um, also, uh, afterwards, Amanda sent me a text that said, say your Irish goodbyes. Um, I'm done shopping mm. and the first period's over. So that was four o'clock. Mm. So she's like, "You already spent two hours drinking whiskey. I don't know what condition you're in. <laughs> it's <laughs> essentially, it's essentially what that text was. I want to see what condition you're in and see if we're going home or if we can do other yeah. shit. We got to do other Did shit. Did you pass? Yes. I got to do other Score. shit. <laughs> I went to East End Town. Uh, for- There's shit other shit. We went to East End <laughs> Tap Room. I picked up a growler. We went to Penn Brewery. I picked up the new stout that we just that, uh, you just tasted tonight and I just finished the last one out of that growler. Uh, we went down to uh, Lawrenceville and went to the Full Pipe Wildside Tap Room. We went to the Allegheny Wine Mixer, which is two doors down from there. We had... The fucking the Allegheny Wine Mixer. The Allegheny Wine Mixer. <laughs> and we went to um, uh, the Abbey on Butler and sat on the patio and had dinner and more drinks. And then... I was in a little more banged up shape than Amanda was, so she made sure we got home safely. She only had about four or five drinks. I had several. Um, several. And I, Several's more than five? Well, because I wasn't counting at the whiskey meet and greet. I was just pouring whiskey all yeah. day, and I was pouring any... I was only yeah. pouring about an ounce in each one. It's called Whiskey Friends, not Whiskey Accountants. Right? Um, exactly. <laughs> and then we got home and sat on the porch, and... Uh, she had a uh, nice bourbon uh, on the ice ball, and I had a nice bourbon neat. We sat on the porch and smoked another cigar and bullshitted for an hour, and, and then I realized, oh shit, I'm drunk and should go to bed. And I got to work in the morning. Uh, Meanwhile, the Penguins beat the Flyers. The Penguins beat the and I and I had it on my phone the whole time with the updates. And every bar we went to, so a couple of them didn't have TVs, like the Alien Wine Mixer doesn't mm-hmm. have a TV. Uh, Wildside Pub doesn't have a TV, mm-hmm. but they had it on radio. Yeah. Oh, that's odd. cool, man! And I so I got to listen to, to Mike, Mike Lang. The whole, I, so the whole second and third period, I was listening to Mike Lang, which I think might have been better than watching it on TV. It is, but let me show you this because you never know who you're going to run into at a cigar shop in Pittsburgh. Matt's looking. That at appears this. to be Donnie Iris. That is Donnie Iris. <laughs> yeah. running into Donny Iris and a humanoid leaf from being in a strip on a Sunday afternoon. Nice. That just, like, makes your yinzer day right there. You know,
0: I I went to... Our, well, you know Melinda, our friend. Oh, Mel, yes. I, I was at Mel's wedding in Elwood City. And Donnie was there? He was not. He's from Elwood. But the, I know he's from Elwood, and the DJ at this wedding... Like, he really, like, if he wasn't, like, trying to look like Donnie Iris, he was doing a He might job. have just been, like, his twin brother
1: or, like, maybe, like, wait, just, wait, like wait. A cousin. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, was that Lonnie?
0: No. That's not a real person. That's just a DVD <laughs> skit. Um, wait, wait, wait.
1: There's Lonnie, Donnie, and Connie. The, no, we weren't at Pants
0: <laughs> and and it wasn't a DVD skit. It was my actual life, and it was a real thing that happened. And this guy was, like, he was just like a less like scruffy version of Donny Iris, but he had the like the uh, on the, the, the hair on top. The hair on top was the same. Just didn't have the goatee. Just had like a better razor. Yeah, and I was like, now this might be like three glasses of wine talking, and please don't anybody repeat this because I would be like mortified. But I'm not so sure that DJ isn't Donny Iris. <laughs> and my friend Christy at that point just like got up from the table and walked away, and I was like, that is. Not what I asked you to do. And she goes away. It's like five minutes later. She comes back. She's like, that is not Donnie Iris. I'm like, I know it's not Donnie Iris. He just looks a lot like Donnie Iris. Does he know Donnie Iris? Because we are in Elwood City.
1: Well, you know what? Everyone in Elwood City knows Donnie. Well, what's funny is I have a friend of mine and the guy she married, his dad is friends with Donnie Iris Mm -hmm. and a couple former penguins and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So they were actually at her wedding. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, I wasn't at her wedding, I wasn't invited, whatever, it's cool. Thanks, Christy. I remember when Donnie um, Iris came
0: out with his beer.
1: Right. And he was at Cane's. Yes. And a, a
0: couple of my good Dormont friends, who were originally Beaver County boys, were like, we are like getting their pictures taken with Donnie Iris, so, uh. But Sorry yeah, so, to tell you, but you're not the first person. I, I know, know I'm not the first person who's, who's met Donnie Iris. I know, but March. that's the first time I met Donnie
1: Iris. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is I still never some...
0: met him. I need I need to get out more.
1: Right, which is awesome. So what the Pens did win, they handled the business on the Flyers? Um, how about Jake Gensel, man? Four goals, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, man. Four goals had natural hat trick in the third. Um, I bought these penguins themed pretzels
0: at Coons yesterday.
1: It's so Pittsburgh. I bought it these is tewin- so I bought these Taiwan themed pretzels at Coons, but like it got me Banksville. thinking. But it got
0: me thinking, man. Like they're just they they're just they're not generic, but it's just Penguins pretzels. Like remember the old days when you had like the Mario bun and like the Casperitis Crunchers. Yep. And I think there was a DVE skit about Martin Straka's peanut butter at one point. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why don't we have Gensel's pretzels?
1: Wait. <laughs> you know what? Prantles can totally take this. There's Gensel's, gots... Gensels Prantles. Prantles, Gensel. Jake Gensel. Yeah, I, there's there's got to be Troy something. There's got to be something that Prantles Bakery can do with Jake Gensel.
0: Mm. How about a burnt almond tort for Ovechkin? Because you
1: burnt! <sighs> well, so Matt's already moving on to the second round. <laughs> I'm done. The Flyers lost. They wasted beer. Get over it. It is. Right? They, uh, they
0: sing God Bless America instead of the National Anthem for some reason. It goes back to the 70s. It goes back to the 70s. The last
1: time they hey, won the cup.
0: y'all remember the 70s? Hey, no? you know what? You
1: know, here, here, <laughs> I don't. Here, here, I was not alive. I uh, was. When the Flyers uh, won the cup. I, I was not alive when the Flyers won the cup. No? Um, you were not alive when the Flyers won the I cup. I was not. Um, I've seen them lose it twice. A lot of our friends weren't alive when the Flyers won the
0: Cup. My dad was. Your dad was, but he doesn't give a shit. But Penguins tickets cost like four dollars back then. So mm. like,
1: I think Flyers tickets cost like five.
0: Five. Just because Philly's more expensive.
1: Yeah. Right. Because yeah. they pay like. So what, know, do you, what do you got? What do you taxes? got moving on uh, here with the Caps? What? was So no Malkin. No,
0: no Haglin. No horny.
1: No hat. No. No. No Haglin. No Haglin. Okay. Hornies, so there. Malkin, Malkin didn't play in the last game. I'm, I'm worried
0: about Washington because they got their shit together and won four in a row against Columbus. They did. Who, granted, is not as good as the Penguins. Correct. But they do like to play a sort of Goonie style. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they weren't able to slow Washington down like at all
1: in the regular season, in two
0: games at home in the regular season. Well, I'm not even thinking regular season. I'm just talking playoff momentum. Like Washington with their overtime record in this last series, like you could make the argument that they're the team of destiny. And I'm not the only person who feels that way. Like this this might be a- Keith Jones, um, Jeremy Roenick, they also feel that today. I'm I'm thinking like Howard Feynman on Kornheiser today was saying... Oh, yeah. As a Penguins fan saying that he's scared of Washington because like I mean, what did Bob Prince call it? The hidden vigorish? You can't just beat them every
1: time in the playoffs. I mean, there's got to be there's, Okay, something's got to be. The Capitals are are 1 in 10 against the Penguins in playoff history. 1 in 9. Oh, yeah, that's right. 1 in 9. It's 10 games, 10 series total. Mm-hmm. 1 1 in 9. And the
0: one the one year they won was like holy the goalie versus Olaf, what, the Lemus Olaf penguins Kolzig. At that time, were, was we,
1: were we without Lemieux that year? Olaf Kolzig. Olaf Kolzig in gold. Uh, yeah, that was the Jager-led Penguins mm-hmm. with um, the famous "Dying Alive." That was Jager. That was that was that was Jager and Kasparitis and Ian Moran and that whole team. Yer- not, uh, not Yari Curry. Martin Straka. Martin Straka. Martin Straka will take you to the prom. Oh, Martin Straka is <laughs> fucking awesome. He's a good dude, too. Um, you know, there's a Straka Street in the West End. <laughs> Big deal. No, I do not know that. They, they should have definitely made more of a deal of that when he was here. Right? Like the guys that are pulling out their Moran jerseys that are wearing the Pirate Games because of Colin Moran. Yeah. I was going to make a Venn diagram, actually, of, like, Ian
0: Moran, Colin Moran, and Connor Lamb.
1: (laughs) Had to throw that in there, didn't you?
0: I just think it just kind of so.
1: So, Malkin did travel with the team to D.C. Haglin did not, so that gives a little hope that um, he might be available Mm -hmm. for Game 2, and we're going to see how that goes. Um honestly uh this th- th- they moved up uh Shehan, mm-hmm. uh Shahan and um uh not Shiri, um Simone. Simon, Simon yeah. Simone. I am sorry, I call him Simon. Simon, Simone. <laughs> I didn't uh, say. Damn it, Simone. Yeah, it's Simone. They moved him up to uh the line with Kessel. Kessel intensifies. I'm trying to pull up right
0: now... The most important thing about the Penguins right now... They scored a ton of goals.
1: They are
0: scoring a lot of goals. And Washington has had... Not as bad as Philly, but they've had some goaltending issues this year.
1: They have. So... They're running that two. Could, they, that they've already ran. Race. They've already ran two goaltenders in the first series. Mm-hmm. They've already started off with their second goaltender and then mm-hmm. went back to um, Hans Grubauer. Yeah, they started Grubauer and then they went then they back, went back to, to Neubert. No, um, what's his name? Starts with an H. They've had
0: so many goalies, man. <sighs> I, it's nice to be a Pens fan. It's just like Flurry, 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 Murray, Murray, Flurry, Flurry, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, um, just keep pumping that puck in the net.
1: So the uh, cap series starts Thursday night tomorrow. So after you hear this podcast, finally know
0: when it starts,
1: right? Uh, Well, how would you like to bend the Vegas Golden Knights and San Jose Sharks in idle for ten days, Mm. knowing you're playing each other, just not when. Yeah,
0: no, Um, I, I agree. Like, I know it's for TV. Um, and last night being the first night since the all-star break that there was no hockey on was kind of tough for me. Oh yeah. You know, well, Pets yeah, because wrapped up in the Western conference. And then I watched game up.
1: seven tonight. Yeah. Game seven was cool. Uh, I watched game seven of the Boston Toronto series and that was a back and forth game until the third period. Yeah. But then Boston just said, fuck you guys and took it over. Um, so we got the, um, game one Thursday night. 7 o'clock, that's in D.C. Game 2 Sunday, 3 o'clock in D.C. They come back to Pittsburgh for games 3 and 4. That's going to be Tuesday, May 1st. My dad's birthday. Hey, happy Happy birthday, birthday, Dad. Um, May 3rd uh, is my best friend Josh. He's like my brother. It's his birthday. Wow. Nice. Uh, So that's Thursday. That's the 7 o'clock game in Pittsburgh. Maybe I should take one of them to the game.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice. You know what? The Penguins won their first Stanley Cup on May 25th. 1991, I believe, which my dad's birthday was May 26th. So he got to like wake up
1: there to am. like
0: a world where the Penguins were Stanley Cup champions. That's awesome. And like, it's it's awesome to have birthdays around titles. Like, I'm an April birthday. Like, well, make- you're, all, you're you're in the middle of the playoffs when I'm when I was born, but.
1: Well, I mean, May 20th. Nowadays, it's like people who were born on June 14th get to. <laughs> yeah. Get to, get, get to be. The, you, know, you were born in the day the Pens won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. What day was that? June 13th. August 3rd. <laughs> well, I think the stat is if every game goes seven game series, mm-hmm. if every series goes seven games, it would be July 4th weekend.
0: That's crazy. Um,
1: Before the Stanley Cup is actually hoisted. Yeah,
0: they should just hustle those games through. Uh, They're showing in- games. Like, I don't understand with the TV situation. Like, just show a game, you know. Like, why can't they start the Western like second round? Yeah, on CNBC. Yeah,
1: yeah sure. one night. Yeah. Just the
0: West has been just, wrapped up. Just, 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 give us something. Start it. Just give us um, something because after that, that Boston game ended tonight. Like, there was nothing left to watch. And
1: then you had, and then you have Game Five, Saturday, May fifth, to be announced time, uh, and that's Saturday, May fifth. So Saturday, May fifth, we'll be recording with Laurie John down in Cannonsburg. Yeah, It's also Derby Day. Uh, that's also a Sink at the Mayo and get your margarita specials on. Uh, and then Monday, May 7th would be game six back here in Pittsburgh if needed. And game seven, if needed, would be back in DC, uh, May 9th, which is a Wednesday. And I actually do not need a game seven against the Capitals. No. Me neither. personally,
0: for my heart rate and, no. so, and so for,
1: forth. for, for, for all, for my alcoholism and for my, uh, uh, for my blood pressure, uh, for yeah. my mental state, mm-hmm. and everything else like that, I do not need... I, I would consider calling off work that day, just or at least the day after. Um, I, I, I think if it comes down to a Game 7, I'm going to have to work an AM shift and be off the next day.
0: Yeah, I would like, um, I would like to at least watch a Game 7, because it's always high drama, and you don't want to be there like win or lose when people say like you know in 15 years from now like where were you when the capitals and the penguins played in game 7 of the second round you don't want to be like oh i missed it i was working or you don't want to or you don't want to be like at the game but if they lose like it's definitely easier to deal with not seeing the game but like i said many times on this podcast I can't be mad at the Penguins. I can't be sad or angry if they lose and they don't win the Cup again. I can't
1: be sad or angry if they lose and they don't win the Cup again. I can be upset on who they'd lose to. But I'm not as mad about losing
0: to the Caps as I would have been about losing to the Flyers. Yes. But like, I love beating the Caps.
1: I love beating the Caps. It's part
0: of the identity of the Penguins franchise. It is, and it has been. It's part been... of the identity of the Capitals franchise. It is. You listen to Caps fans. Well, like, speaking of that. They are did...
1: shook. They are worried. Well, well, speaking of that, did you hear the the reporter? Uh, I'm sure you've seen the video. I've shared it through Bold Sports mm. on Twitter of uh, the uh, sports guy in Columbus mm. after the Caps beat Columbus. And they interviewed a the guy, he had his Columbus gear on and his hat backwards. Oh, yeah, like, I did see he, 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 he's, like, he's like, man, he goes, this is a hell of a game, hell of a run. He goes, Sad we didn't make." Omega goes, at least we don't have to play the Penguins. The Caps do. That's losing uh, talk. I that's, mean, that's how, that, that's, that is exactly how I would Well, expect the, Blue the Blue Jackets have never Jackets made it out think. of the first round exactly. ever. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. The, the Blue Jackets have never made it out of the first round ever. So they have since, and John Tortorella. I mean, I'm happy not to see him move on. Uh, I like Torts. I just, he's a hell of a coach. He takes his teams to playoffs, but he doesn't capitalize. He doesn't. Yeah. He isn't. He isn't gone as a coach. When he coached the Rangers, did he go to the finals? No. The Rangers, no. The Rangers went to the finals one year, and Are they, they lost. LA? They lost to. I want to say it was L.A., but I don't know if Torts was the coach. Uh, I think he was, but don't hold me to that. I mean, he's bounced around coaching so many places. It might have been after he left the Rangers and they got good again. It might have been while he was there. Uh, who knows? Because he went out to the West Coast for a while, too. He was in Vancouver and so forth. But um, So we got Penn's Caps. That's coming at us this week. Uh, Pirates have the Cardinals in town the next three oh, games. So, so the Pirates play a getaway game on Thursday. After you hear this podcast against Detroit, at twelve thirty-five start PNC Park. Then the Cardinals come in for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I don't know the Pirates' schedule after Sunday. Uh, Pens start Thursday. Thursday, Sunday game. Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, three o'clock games. I might be busy at work. I actually have to work. I'm not off again until Tuesday. I'm gonna be hanging. Uh, I'm gonna be hanging out. Matt gets, sun- gets Sundays off. Matt's like off, Matt's like I'm gonna be drunk at a bar watching. am gonna be Pens drunk team. at a
0: bar. No, 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 no. I'll be drunk at home, preferably. <laughs> I'm tired of going and seeing people on a day off. I just want to spend a day alone.
1: With Matt's my table gonna my Matt's gonna move the TV. Matt's gonna move the TV out to his front porch because <laughs> it's gonna be nice uh, out Sunday. You could do that
0: watch on my phone on the porch but you can move your TV out I'm not dude I've moved man <laughs> I'm done moving shit I bought a house I'm not moving anything
1: ever again we just gotta get you a TV on your porch set. yeah someday honest. we'll yeah. get there next upgrade next upgrade alright folks uh, Well, Matt thinks about his next porch upgrade um, I'm gonna think about finishing this podcast with you folks and Matt's gonna finish this Hey, we're going to go to bed and get up and work again tomorrow. I know i got to be work at noon, so um, it's already 3 a.m.
0: I, a.m. I am very much looking forward to Saturday. Saturday? This Saturday?
1: Riverhounds. Riverhounds, yes.
0: Um, there will be a Pirate Game, I'm sure. Riverhounds, I'll uh, play a, at
1: 7. Pirate Game's at 7. Um, pens are off Saturday. Yeah. You're going to have some hoops action going on. There's going to be a third round of the PGA Tour, and you can watch that in the afternoon mm-hmm. uh, before you start work. Yeah. Uh, so, and you can stream some shit mm-hmm. while you're working, and bounce back and forth on your stream in your office. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So, it depends really start tomorrow night. Thursday? Damn. Are they th- they're Thursday? Thursday some? night. Yeah, that's today. Like, hey. technically, we're, like, you'll hear this Friday... But we're recording. It is quarter to three on Thursday morning.
1: So the Penguins play, in like they play, yeah, they play Thursday, mm-hmm. and then they're and off, then fr- and then it's Sunday. So, so Saturday is yeah. my like sports day that
0: doesn't involve like high stress. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Like I'm really looking yeah. forward to Saturday. Exactly. And then, Tomorrow's going to be tough.
1: So and, and, Sunday's probably going to be tough. The,
0: and you got, but the, I'm going to I'm going to eat a lot of food on Sunday.
1: Drink, On some a day off, drink some
0: beer. Drink some beer. Have some whiskey. Have some whiskey maybe. We're not playing Philly anymore, so I guess I can drink whiskey.
1: Yeah, cuz you won't something get...
0: about mixing like whiskey with the color orange. Yeah.
1: It just fires it, you it just fires here. you up. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like a bowl seeing yeah. red.
0: Yeah, but, like the, the the Capitals logo just reminds me of like America and freedom. And the freedom to drink whiskey exactly and not pay any
1: taxes on it
0: right george washington
1: <laughs> the whiskey rebellion. yeah suck it we love that shit um all right folks you have a great sports week enjoy it hang out relax tweet us at bold pgh sports on twitter let us know what you guys are doing and what you're watching and what we should watch too if there's some random ass team out there that Matt could probably get on the uh, streaming apps that he can mm-hmm. do, or I can yeah. find something. If you want me to break down ways. a Nashville FC
0: or, like, Charleston battery game for you, I'm, I'm your guy. Man, yeah. Just hit me up on the Twitter. I'm at tasty. I'm extremely online all the time.
1: <laughs> well, I think uh, Miss Julia said the one time, says, if Matt's ever in the hospital for an extended period of time, all he needs is his phone and his Twitter account, and he's good to go.
0: No, I I mean, like, someone's going to have to
1: read it to me. (laughs) Well, no, no. If you're in the hospital, but you can still read and stuff that you had to, you know, whatever. Not like... Yeah, but if I'm in, like, the, like, comatose stage where I was just like... That's just horrible. Like, squeeze squeeze
0: my finger if you've heard of this hashtag.
1: We're not even thinking about that. (laughs) We're not even thinking about that. You know. It's like, I said
0: Gensylvania, and he blinked. Doctor, I think he's rallying.
1: The rally has begun. (laughs) All right, folks, you have a great sports week. Enjoy it. And then just remember, next weekend is whenever Matt and I will be down at um, West Penn Billiards in Cannesburg. Cannesburg. Uh, we're going to be doing some live podcasting there. Um, there's going to be several different podcasts going on. Uh, the Wrestle Mayhem Show will be going on. The Jag gonna be Off podcast is going to be going on. Fuck you, man. Can you me Jagoff? No, I said Yud yeah, Jagoff. Oh, 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 sorry. Yud yeah, Jagoff. Sorry, off. sorry. John Chamberlain. I know. It's going to be going on. <laughs> uh, we're not trying to start a fight in the house at 3 a.m. Um, no, um, honestly, I'm like, you calling me a Jagoff, like,
0: nobody gets that
1: offended when they get called oh, I know, right? Because it's, like, Cause it's usually a term of a dareman. Yeah. But, I love you, you Jagoff. But, uh, so we're going to be down there with Laurie John, uh, eight-time uh, pool champion, youngest pool champion. Um, out there as well. Uh, Alright, folks, have a good week and let us know what you guys watched. Hey, Yins, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Fernald on Twitter, at MMTC on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports, Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook, or BoldPGH.com.